Dear baby girl, hey, what's up? So, I've got some news.、Uh, by the next podcast, I am going to be the big 3 0. I'm going to turn 30 years old in a few days from now, and I am not freaked out, which sounds so weird because growing up, that was the narrative that I would see on TV or on movies where. A woman would turn 30 years old and she would be freaking out and, you know, down and sad about aging. And actually, a few women that I know who have turned 30 were freaked out. And I don't know if it's just my outlook on life or if I'm just one of those really lucky people who, you know, I don't know. It's, it's good. But I don't think I'm going to suddenly question why. I know usually I try and.、Um, Try and figure out why or what I can do or what's, you know, for like deeper understanding. Because if you know yourself well and if you know yourself deeply, then you know you're able to achieve better. Whether you know something negative about yourself or if you know something positive about yourself, actually, they're both important to kind of navigate. This time, I'm not going to try and figure out where I'm going right with not freaking out about 30. And here's why. I've decided to just enjoy the ride. You know, maybe I will freak out like the day before or the day of or a few days after. I don't know. But for now, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And I think I'm just going to enjoy just feeling, just being at peace with where I am in life and how、um, everything right now. Seems to be going pretty well, you know, and that's not to say that things are perfect and that there's nothing going wrong. Of course, there's a few things going wrong in life, it's normal. I just, I'm happy, you know. I think, you see, now I just, I just finished saying I'm just gonna write it out, but、uh, now I'm like, oh, I think it's because of it. But here's one thing that I do remember from the time I turned 22. I remember being, and this is young, and now that I, I look back, it's crazy. But the night before I, 20, I turned 22, I was not engaged, which in my mind meant I was not close to being married, which meant I was far away from being a mom. Now, anyone who knew me knows that being a mom, having you know, my, my son, has been. All that I wanted. <laughs> you know, he is my, I like to call my my biggest, strongest prayer because I prayed about him and I used to pray for him by name and I used to cry and beg God. <laughs> and so it's, it's, he is my my strongest prayer, my biggest prayer answered.、Um, yeah, so I mean, that was me at 22, the night before I turned 22, freaking out because. I wasn't a mom, and for me as a Christian, I knew I had to be married in order to be a mom. But the fact that I wasn't even engaged, I was like miles before. And from the time I turned 22, and this is so sad, I hated every single birthday until I, you know, had my son. And ever since, I kind of I've just enjoyed it so much more. Having him around. And 
think I wasted a lot of years not living. Because at the end of the day, God had planned to give me my son. And here's all this time that I I spent where I could have enjoyed myself. I could have been happy in the moment and I chose to look at what I didn't have. You know, um and I think now I'm at a point in my in my life where even though there are things going horribly wrong where I've got goals um, and, you know, yeah, goals. And because it involves other people, you know, the schedule has fallen behind and and I'm okay. I'm still happy. I'm content because I know it'll get done. I know everything will happen in its proper time. You know, that's not to say that... Um, I'm not going to try and achieve my goals. It's not to say I'm just going to sit back and not be proactive. But I'm just not, I'm still going to be proactive. I'm just not going to not enjoy the moment. And a lot of, a lot of people who have, you know, their eye on the prize, a lot of the time we're, we are so focused on the end result that we're not enjoying the now the journey now we're not in the moment and then when we get to the end result because we will get there baby girl you will get there you will achieve your goal you have it in you you know and you know don't waste your time now don't do what I did that was years and years and years of I was 22 I was so young and I just was not enjoying life because I was so busy crying about something that was in the future that God had destined me for. It was just not in my time. It was in his time. And it's, you know what? Another crazy thing in here is a crazy thing. I don't know why I had the age of 30 in my mind, right? But while saving up, while working towards my goal of, you know, my, well, not just mine, mine and my husband's goal, we were both working together towards this goal. While we were working towards this goal of purchasing a house, I was not just leaving it at that. I was praying and I was asking God and I was asking him not just for a house. I was being specific. You know, I was asking him for an amazing house in an amazing school area. And it had to be an amazing school area because, you know, I've got a little kid who's going to school and education is super, super important in, in our family. Um, and you know what? He answered my prayers. And now I'm, I'm turning 30 and my grandmother is coming to visit from overseas. That's my son's great-grandmother. How, how incredible is that, right? My son gets to meet his great-grandmother. Um, that is something that not a lot of us get to do. I was fortunate that I got to meet um, both my great-grandparents on my maternal grandfather's side. So my mom's dad his parents, I got to meet them, and my great-grandmother on my maternal grandmother's side, so my mom's mom, so my grand's mom, you know, (laughs) that's a mouthful, so I was, 
I was like one of, I feel like a gem, like a diamond in the rough where I got to meet three of my great-grandparents and my grand, no, my grandson, oh my goodness, they're seeing me traveling to the future. My son has three great-grandparents alive. He's got my husband's grandmother, he's got my grandmother on my mom's side and he's got my grandfather on my dad's side. However, because we are kind of spread out throughout the world and um, because we just purchased a house, there's no way we can now go on, on vacation. We have to pay off this house. We can't go and, and visit. So he is only getting to meet one great-grandparent, you know, and it's, it is a little sad, but it's at the same time incredible that he gets to meet his great-grandmother. Um, but last week I promised you that I would talk to you a little bit more about you know the process of buying a house and teaching you as I go along okay so now I know in America and in other parts of the world like the Netherlands or um, I know Brazil everywhere every different country has a different uh, way of doing it I can only speak through from my experience here in Toronto and my experience of buying a house might not even be the same as you know the next person's experience buying a house so firstly we did not buy um, a house in toronto if you know what's happening in the toronto housing at the moment there's kind of it's ridiculous it's completely overpriced for the price that we bought our three-bedroom home with you know it's two stories plus a basement so it's three stories for that price, we could maybe get a one-bedroom condo in Toronto in a really bad school area, you know, and um, not the greatest neighborhood. So just to give you that comparison, you know, we also have like a pretty big backyard where we're going. Um, Toronto, there's, you get a matchbox size backyard, you know, if you're lucky. So, um that is why we didn't buy in Toronto we wanted to move out of a condo we wanted a backyard we have a a dog we have a kid you know we wanted space and Toronto financially and affordability it's just you know it's it's enough to make a grown man cry anyway so what we did was we went um to our normal bank and we got a pre-mortgage approval with that we then took it to our real estate agent and he started to help us uh, look for something within our budget when we found a house that we liked that we like maybe we want to put down an offer he suggested to us to go to a mortgage specialist he said that those mortgage specialists at the same bank branch that we went to have more pool and more say um, than what a regular consultant does so that's what we did we went and uh, I'm not even sure what it's called but basically we took this house price and we said look we'd like to put an offer on this house so what this mortgage specialist did was he said okay I'm going to take I'm going to do an application to say um, you want to buy this house pending approval of funds So what that kind of means is whatever the bank then gives us, it's not like a pre-approval, it's um, 
we're guaranteed of that money. Whereas the pre-approval, you're not really guaranteed. And it was for that the the specific house that we wanted to put, put an offer on. Okay, so we went. We did that. He he looked at oh, and he looked at just my husband's salary because I'm very freelance. And because I do freelance, they here, um, I don't know, they, they weren't too, too keen. They kind of, they took it to kind of very lightly, but they looked majority, mostly at my husband's um, finances, right? That being said, if you are in that position, I don't want you, want you to be thinking, oh, well, I'm freelance, I'll never get a mortgage, blah, blah, blah. Because what we did was, because I am freelance and I am still bringing in income, I might not hold much weight in it with the mortgage but it holds a lot of weight for us as a family we were able to save a lot more so you are contributing if you're freelance you're contributing towards the down payment towards um the deposit you are still contributing and at the end of the day you're contributing to the bills even if it's not the mortgage right even if the mortgage is just the one salary that gets it do not beat yourself up about it you still matter, you still count. And that is something that took me a hot minute to realize because my my salary was not being considered all that much. It was they were maybe like just having a glance at it, but they were putting the weight on my husband's um salary. I felt very inadequate, you know? And and then I kinda had to snap out of it and go, hang on, no. I contributed a heck of a lot to the down payment. I'm the money I'm bringing in, you know, because we kind of do one pot, still goes towards our one pot. We still, you know, I'm not inadequate. I'm not just, you know, a little hobbyist working. My like my salary still helps the family. You know, I still contribute meaningfully, right? So. If, if that's where you're at, please realize you are worth it, even if a bank application is not. And kind of, it's kind of a good thing. You know why? Because if you can see that you uh, are able to get a mortgage on just one part, one spouse's um, salary, and you see that you can live within just one spouse's salary, right? So uh, the one salary is enough to cover all your living expenses, then what you can do is your work, your your finances, you can put it into savings straight away. I uh, recently, I haven't read the book and I, I'm dying to read the book. Uh, Dave Ramsey has a book out. I don't even know what it's called. But basically, he talks about snowballing your, your uh, debt payments, right? And... Um, Oh, anyway, I'll tell you about that later. Let me uh, get back to where we were. So we got um, the approval. We had to tell them how much down payment we were going to put down. Um, we put down about 16 17% of the house payment, which means we did have to pay a little bit of uh, mortgage insurance. Um, and the reason we did that is because we wanted some money aside for lawyers' fees, for tax uh, land. The, no, what tax? Not tax land. 
a land transfer tax. There you go. <laughs> you know, moving fees because it's expensive to move. Oh, here's another little tip. What we did to kind of help us with our moving fees, and I've, I actually see it's helped us a lot, is every time Amazon would would deliver something to to the apartment over the past couple of years, I we would flatten out the box and put it somewhere. And now it has saved us so much money. I cannot even tell you. And it's been a couple of years that we've done it. So the moment you know, okay, you're now saving for a house, start saving those boxes. Okay. So anyway, so we got approved. We then had to go back to the real estate agent. And what happens here is you put down an offer on the house, like how much, you you know, so that they set a price. If you want to put an offer, it can be higher than the price. You have to how much of a deposit, right? Um, And that's not the down payment. It can roll into the down payment, right? So let's say you want to put a total of $5,000 down payment, like deposit. No, down payment. $5,000 down payment, but you put $1,000 deposit. You can then, when you go pay the the down payment, you just pay $4,000 and that $1,000 rolls over. That's here. So that's what we did. We, we made an offer. We said how much of a down payment uh, of a deposit we were going to put. And because we knew it would roll into the um, down payment, we put a quite a, a large, you know, deposit down. Anyway, so now we go. Our agent puts in the offer for us. And we had seven other families putting down an offer on this particular house. It was nerve-wracking. It was a couple of hours um, so the offers had to be in by 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. They were going to review the offers at 6 o'clock. And the latest they would tell us would be 9 p.m. So that's like five hours. You think it's no big deal, right? Four, But I'm telling you, those were the longest hours of my life. Those hours felt like days. You know, I didn't know whether my stomach didn't know whether to feel happy, excited butterflies because we're moving or um, sad, you know, butterflies, not butterflies, but like sad, you know, like upset when you're sad because we weren't going to get it or it was, I was a wreck. I'm telling you, I I went from being extremely happy and going, yes, we're going to get it to, oh my gosh, I don't think we're going to get it. So it was, it was just emotional havoc for me. Um, and then praying and then thank goodness my sister called me and that helped to distract me. So we, she stayed on the phone with me for a good two hours, which I'm so thankful for. So anyway, we got it. However, that then meant we had to drive the next day two hours to uh, the city called London to go and give our deposit. <laughs> which is not fun let me tell you it's two hours there we did a walk around in the house again and it hits different when it's yours when you know that it's your home it hits so different and then we went we we gave the real estate agent that deposit and you know it was just incredible being there again being in that house knowing this house was not just something we were hoping to get we got it it's ours now, the next step, and it's where we are at now, it's um, getting the utilities set up, getting um, our mail, which has to be now forwarded 
there for about six months. We have to set that up. Every little thing we have to set up, you know, it's packing. And whew, let me tell you, if it was not for,、um, you know, the step by step process that I have told you about, you know, how you implement a goal, I think I would have been lost and all over the place. So, end goal is to move out of here, right? But before then, you got major steps, which is pack up, book movers,、um, the utilities, the changing addresses, and all that jazz. Anyway, before you can even, so let's just take packing up, right?、Um, what I have done. Is I have gone and I have, you can do color tape if you want, but I would never remember color tape. And honestly, if I lost my little paper that had all the different colors and what they meant, I would be lost. So, what I went is I went onto、um, Microsoft Word and I did a little like label with a picture as well as what it was next to it. Now, I'm doing a picture because I'm trying to teach my son how to read as well. So, if he sees the boxes, he can see the picture and I can tell him, you know, help him read. And this is what I've done we have got, okay, our, on our、uh, dining room table at the moment, we've got three boxes. Each box has got a different label. And as we go around, we try and pack at least two or three boxes a day, right? As we go around, we'll pack something into that box、um, and we know it's there. So, you know what it's like when you're sorting out drawers and you're like, oh, actually, when we have a house, I want this in the basement. Or, no, no, I want this in the master bedroom. Or, actually, I know this was in my room, but this should go in my kids' room. I mean, you know. So, this way it's all there. We can kind of just drop it in, pop it in.、Uh, if it's not quite full, we leave it on the side. I've also got on the table, I've got a box with clothes that no longer fit me. That <laughs> I know it sounds so bad, but I will, I'll fit into those clothes again because that is one of my goals and I'm, I'm getting there. But for now, they're serving another purpose. Instead of Spending a ton of money on bubble wrap, which we did have to buy, but this way kind of saves some of the bubble wrap for like the more glass things like plates and cups. We're using, you know, old clothes that don't fit us and we're wrapping that. And that box is already there, so we don't have to go searching, we don't have to go and look for clothes that. No longer fit us. In fact, it's, it's cold. It's winter now here in Toronto and Canada. So I've got、um, some of my kids' summer t shirts and his shorts, <laughs> you know, that we're using to wrap. That's step by step. That's step number one. I'm doing that. We're sealing it up. We're, pack, we're putting it away. So that is a minimum one box. That's because we are honestly, we're in. A one bedroom apartment, and we can get away with that.、Um, that being said, I have also started to donate stuff and get rid of stuff. But as soon as I realize I, I need it at the house, it's going out the house that day. It's getting donated that day. And our apartment has like a little area in the basement where it's like a little shelf. It's pretty awesome where, you know, You put stuff there, and whoever wants it picks it up and takes it. And I have put a ton of stuff there before, and they've 
taken it up. So, but it's not like I'm not going, oh, I've got to do one entire room and then move on to the next room or because personally for me, we're still living here. There's still a lot of things that we cannot do in the room just yet. And if I'm waiting to finish one room before doing another, it's, it's crazy. Another thing we're doing is as we're emptying out a cupboard, right? We're giving it a clean and we're closing it. We're not putting anything else in that cupboard. And the reason is because if you've now un- you've packed up that cupboard and you start using it again, you kind of feel like you haven't cleaned up that cupboard and you kind of feel like it's only been a little bit here, a little bit there. And even though you've done it, you know, and I understand that, please understand, I'm, I'm, if you're moving, you know the stress as well where you have to pack up. You want to pack up as much as you can, but when you look around, especially if you're me who over the summer... I kind of, I did a Marie Kondo and I kind of got rid of everything I don't use. And now I'm stuck with, but I use almost everything. What do I do? (laughs) And on top of that, I have got my 30th birthday party this Saturday. My birthday is on the 21st, which is a Thursday, but the party is the 23rd on a Saturday. So my guests are just going to have to have, you know, boxes in the background and had I known, I think I would have planned the party to be, I don't know, like an industrial theme. <laughs> you know, I think it would have been suiting. But um, yeah, you know, so unfortunately, there's nothing that I can really do about that because we are moving and there's no other space and those boxes are heavy. So to ask, you know, my husband to move them all into the bedroom just to move them all out again is not fair and it's not something I'm willing to do. Um... But so yeah, that you see all that and that's just the packing, right? Just the packing. It's it's driving me cray cray, but in the best way possible. And I've left my son's toys for now. I'm gonna do that the very last week. But what I've decided I'm going to do is I'm gonna pack them all into boxes. He's we we have raised him really well to pack his toys away at the end of the night. So what I'll do is I'll pack them into boxes the last week and then he can take them out, play with them, and then he'll pack them back into the boxes. And then all we'll do, like, the night before is just close up, seal up the boxes. And then, yeah, that's it. You know? But, yeah. Oh, another tip that I've learned is for your clothes, right? Your hanger clothes. Put a couple of the hangers together. Put an elastic band around them. Then take, then take one of those black plastic bags lift them up like into it and tie it and then you just leave it hanging on the hook that way when you get home uh, yeah to your new home you just put that on the hook take the um, the black plastic bags out and voila no need to unpack it's already there it is awesome and it's so much easier than i thought it was going to be but yeah so yeah i'm turning 30 i in a week's no less than a week's time I'm moving out in about two to three weeks. I am calling insurances and utilities and packing up a house and trying to work and raising a kid and trying to raise a family and trying to keep everything as normal as possible. But at the same time, every time I use a pot, I'm like, when will I be able to pack this away? (laughs) Because I'm just, I just want to go. I just want to 
go you know i just want to have this whole place packed up and i just want to be in the new house and i want to decorate because okay i don't know if you remember but a couple of um episodes back i spoke about seasonal decor and how much i love decorating for christmas and now i'm watching everyone on youtube you know decorating for christmas and putting up their tree and it's just like oh man what i started doing last year was i'd put up the christmas tree uh no no lights no decor just just the christmas tree with like the the skirt on my birthday that was my birthday gift to myself and then december 1st is when i would like really decorate everything else and make christmas cookies and and now we can't decorate the house because well there's no point because we have to take it put it up for like less than a week and put it down again and um you know i will definitely definitely 1000 percent be making the christmas cookies and we've got you know our elf on the shelf jessica which she'll come out and okay if you do not have elf on the shelf and you do have a kid i highly recommend getting one i know there's a lot of moms who complain about Ugh, the elf on the shelf is so much work if you're gonna be like that don't get it but can i tell you it is honestly my favorite christmas tradition your elf on the shelf doesn't have to be one of those naughty elves that influences your kid in a bad way. It can be cutesy. You know, we've I love our elf on the shelf. Her name is Jessica, by the way. You know, she will uh, bring cookie dough and ask Josh to make cookies. You know, she'll, um, you know, bring out new pajamas for him or a new Christmas t-shirt. Or, you know, she'll bring a little message saying, hey, you know, Today we're going to be kind to someone who can we be kind to or you know what I mean it's just she'll I found online last year little twister that you you print onto a normal size paper from your normal size printer um I, and she'll play twister with you know the other toys at you know it's but don't listen to those negative moms there maybe they hate it and that's fine if you're gonna be one of those don't do it but can i from from the mom who loves 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 elf on the shelf it is my favorite my favorite 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 thing to do over christmas get one and i did not have an elf growing up you know where i came from like those don't really exist get one you will love it. You will love the magic of it. Your kid will love the magic of it. It will be like a fun thing to look for every morning, you know. And if your kid is the type that would touch it, because, you know, you're not allowed to touch the elf, get your elf to bring them, you know, like just they, just normal gloves that you like put a little glitter on or, you know, you can, you know, if you're not good at sewing like me, you can just put like a, um, like a, a ribbon on it or hot glue hot glue can you hot glue or is there fabric glue fabric glue some gloves and then go you know here you go you can put these on and you can touch me you know why not or you can even say you know your elf says well guess what if you are if you do one kind deed this week then it's super super magic and then you can touch me all week you know it's you know your kid 
oh i am going on and on and on anyway so yes that's you know today's episode's a mashup of you know packing for a house um my 30th birthday and you know i I had to throw in a little christmas there i just had to (laughs) anyway this is the last time i'm talking to you as a 20 something year old (laughs) bye baby girl chat soon i love you forever Thank you.